0: Welcome to Sunday Social, the Beach Boys without the instruments. I could listen to that all night, but I've got a show to do, and it's a heck of a show. I'm Vaughan Davis with you right through until 8 o'clock. And you know what? I'm very happy to be back here in Tamaki Makaro because I've been on the road this week. I have a, I have a side hustle. That's what the young people call it, a side hustle, doing, uh, doing conference speaking. And I've been lucky enough this week to be in Auckland. Well, I started there. Uh, Rotorua. Dunedin and Queenstown you know the very best thing about it uh, apart from being able to steal lots of hotel soap and shampoo and believe me I did uh, everywhere I went I met people who listened to the show which was really really cool just actually catching up with people all over the country who every Sunday night at seven o'clock stop what they're doing and listen to Sunday Social it's going to be one heck of a show tonight I love you to be part of it well, I've got a reason. I've got an incentive. You could call it a bribe. I want you to be part of the show by texting 3920 keyword live. But more importantly, if you're on Twitter, tweet me at Vaughn Davis, tweet me at Vaughn Davis and tell me why you would like to win the latest Huawei mobile phone. It's called the Nova 3i. We're going to talk about it later in the show and I'm going to jolly well give one away saskia wants one but she's ineligible because the terms and conditions say that employees of radio live and their partners are ineligible for the draw hey later in the show kate owen is waiting in the wings she wants to talk all about via gogo and who doesn't have a friend who's been stung by via gogo we're going to talk about that influencer marketing and i hate to say it but this could be the death of me influencer marketing um, the writing could be on the wall for that And an app. An app for giving blood. First, though... Every Kiwi entrepreneur's dream, have a world-changing idea, hop on a plane to San Francisco, then come back with a bulging sack of investors' cash, build your company to a billion-dollar empire, leave your wife, and run off with a younger woman in Australia. Well, I made that last bit up. The truth is not so straightforward, and that's where Kiwi Landing Pad comes in. It's a business designed to support entrepreneurs and companies through the journey from having an idea to building a global business. Director of Content and Community, Sean Simpson, joins me in the studio. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, Vaughan.
0: What exactly is Kiwi Landing Pad?
1: The entire mission of the Kiwi Landing Pad is to help uh, high growth New Zealand technology companies expand offshore. And we are sort of a community by community. So we're a community of, I guess, entrepreneurs and talent all trying to expand from New Zealand.
0: So when you say help, help them expand offshore, how exactly do you do that? Do you, do you give them money?
1: No, we don't do that. The investors oh, do that.
0: the interview's <laughs> over. Um, how, so what, what sort of help do you provide?
1: So generally companies will be trying to build their business and then we provide networks, information and access. Uh, Everyone sort of, a lot of our companies will be expanding into different markets and so we have a meeting with them, figure out what they need and then introduce them or sort of connect the dots uh, to help them grow.
0: So it's been going for a few years now. Give me a bit of a, a rundown on the history of Kiwi Landing Pad.
1: So Kiwi Landing Pad started in 2010. We we're actually the third co-working space in San Francisco itself, over oh, all the way over there.
0: So, so winding back the dialogue just a little bit. We have this rule. I should have told you we have this rule on Sunday Social that if we ever use a buzzword, we explain it. So co-working space.
1: Co working space, so a space where individuals can go and work, and they might be uh, like a freelancer or someone working on their own business or teams, and they can sort of pay for a space in a, in a shared office.
0: Right, so um, uh, well, I guess what what companies would call hot desking if it's for for employees, they just they don't own a particular place, but they they use it for the period of time they need it, and then they then they disappear. So Kiwi Landing Pad um, for me, I, I always thought of it as a physical place in San Francisco, and I, I visited a few years ago. And It was it was a building where you could do just what you said, make a cup of coffee, uh, maybe even play some table soccer. I'm not sure. Was there table soccer? Was there was there... a
1: foo- foosball table, Of yeah. course
0: there was table soccer because you cannot be uh, involved in any way in the tech community without having one of those. Was Was there a slide between floors?
1: There was no slide.
0: Oh, we're not that fun. Oh, okay, but there was a, um, but there was a, a table soccer, a table soccer table. Um, what, what, what happens there? The, the people come and work. I mean, there, there are lots of places you can go and work. You can go sit in your hotel room and work. What's, what's the advantage of coming to a co-working space, a shared space, and, and working in a, in a different country?
1: So I guess our original space was for New Zealand companies expanding offshore. It was really hard to get office space back then. Um, you had to underwrite a lease and you had to have a visa in order to do that. So given New Zealand's sort of visa rules with um, the US, which has now just changed, which is fantastic. But that was a bit of a problem for a really long time. So we are not, uh, solved that initial problem with companies expanding over.
0: Mm-hmm. And and the certainly the office I visited a few years ago was in San Francisco. Was that the first and only one?
1: That is, yep. And uh, so we've actually moved office since then. We've partnered with a co-working partner. We've really integrated with the San Francisco community. And so now companies can sort of just come in, grab a desk, grab some Wi-Fi, go to all of the community events that our awesome co-working partner provides. We don't necessarily need to be there. And, yeah, it's pretty awesome. They have a coffee bar, a wine bar. They can book meeting rooms. Uh, they can meet with the local community. And, yeah, they can hit the ground running.
0: Now, this, this will be an obvious question to anyone who works in the tech industry, but if I've got a you know, cheese factory in Tamuka, it might not be so obvious. Why San Francisco?
1: So in five square miles, there is 5,000 startups. So that's, that's a lot. And so basically, it's sort of the innovation and technology mecca of the world. And also, I guess, per capita, probably the most VC or venture capital money or funding that you can get. So I guess that's a lot of the reason why people beeline there. They've also been doing this for a really long time.
0: So let, let's talk about uh, that, you know, venture capital side of it, because you know the, the main reason I think, uh, well, two reasons, Kiwi tech companies especially will go to the states is to expand into you know the biggest market there is, but also get more money from people who think they're going to be a roaring success and everyone will be rich. Why? What's wrong with with you know a Kiwi business just you know jumping on the plane, rocking up to the US, and and finding out who the people to talk to are and knocking on their doors?
1: Well, I think you could do that, but I think there's also a better way. Uh, General uh, being prepared, know who you're targeting, booking all those meetings in advance. I mean, you do need money to be able to do that. And San Francisco is one of the most expensive places in the world. So doing a bit of prior research can actually help you out. Mm -hmm. And then San Francisco culture is a very pay it forward one. You learn by osmosis. And then they also do this thing called cascading introductions. So one person introduced...
0: Cascading introductions. (laughs) Another buzzword?
1: Yep. Let's, so so how does that work? So uh, you get introduced to one person. They'll usually introduce you to three. Those people introduce you to five, ten, and so on. Um... Every meeting that most people will have, they'll encourage you to ask, like, who should you meet next? And yeah, I make about 1,200 introductions a year for different uh, people and different companies coming over. And so, also, that's actually how it usually works in the in the VC community is they love getting warm introductions from from Kiwi, com- uh, well, from from people. friend of a
0: friend of a friend, yeah. rather than just cold. I think there used to be a shampoo ad on the TV before your time, but I, I can vaguely remember it. Uh, where you tell two people and they tell two people and they tell two people. I can't remember the brand, so the ad didn't work. But that's that's <laughs> the cascading uh, effect for shampoo. So I suppose it works for tech startups as well. So you, you mentioned culture, and that's really interesting. How, how long have you been working over there yourself?
1: Four years, but I've been sort of traveling around that zone for about six.
0: Yeah, so a little while. Uh, Both both through just that travel experience, but particularly through working with New Zealand startup companies going to the U.S., what would you say are the big differences between the business culture in in the two countries?
1: I think Kiwis aren't very good at talking about themselves. I am. I'm
0: excellent about it. You're great. Shut me up.
1: You can do that. I won't do that. Okay. That would be rude. Um, so they're not very good at talking about themselves. And how that translates is, I guess, in competition. So if you say to American, I think my product is maybe kind of okay, and they're going to be like, why is it not awesome? Why is it not the best? Uh, they will use something else. And yep. I guess America is such a competitive market. We sort of say that it's not one market. It's about 50. And, um, you know, it's like 300 million people. And so... Yeah, just, just be the best and be competitive and, and kind of lose the humble pie. But, I mean, that does come in handy. But
0: yeah. and, and does that come – so how do you coach someone? I don't know if coaching is part of what Kiwi Landing Pad does. But but how, how do you coach someone out of saying, oh, yeah, made some uh, retail point-of-sale software, it's all right, into this is the best retail point-of-sale software in the universe how do you how do you make that leap
1: I don't know if they would do the the voice of God but uh, I think you, one man <laughs> I think you just have to get over it to be honest um, if you want to compete in that market if you want to be the best if you're competing against other companies that that are saying that you you have to level up and I think um, founders and entrepreneurs and even talent they realize that
0: what perceptions do American um, venture capitalists the people who write the checks what perceptions, if any, do they have of New Zealand business people going in? Is there any expectation, or is it just hobbits, or is there just complete ignorance?
1: You know, when I started over there about, you know, five years ago, it really annoyed me that we were like the land of the hobbits. And that was wonderful. But I was like, we're so much more than that. And I think over the journey of time that I've been there, it, it really is starting to change. And I can't talk to all venture capitalists because I don't know them all. But the ones that I definitely deal with, they usually know where New Zealand is. Um, some New Zealand companies are getting VC money from the US and other other places and countries um, around the world. And, yeah, so I think the perception is slowly changing. I think as a country we have a long, like a big job to do um, in order to kind of dispel these myths, which is, you know, we're not that far away. I mean, it's a 12-hour direct flight, but Mm -hmm. most people think it's about 40. Mm -hmm. And um, that you actually, the time zone itself is pretty good. So it's, you know. Yeah, it's
0: one meal away. Yep. You know, breakfast to lunch or or lunch to dinner is the way I I always think of it. Talking to Sean Simpson from Kiwi Landing Pad. Back soon. And welcome back to Sunday Social. Vaughan Davis with you right through till 8 o'clock with me from Kiwi Landing Pad. Sean Simpson, welcome back. Thanks. Now, we're talking about tech companies and New Zealand gets a bit hit up with tech companies and and it's a bit romantic, you know, to to invest in a software company or a, a company that makes electronic widgets or robots or rockets. Why? Why that focus? Is is Kiwi Landing Pad just about that sort of thing, or to go back to my earlier example, if I had, you know, the the world's most innovative cheese out of Tamuka, would you be into it?
1: So I guess first of all, you have to start somewhere, so you need to focus, and by the oh, focus on cheese. <laughs> so oh, you l- mean
0: you have to start somewhere? Yes, I have okay, to start somewhere. Okay. Or okay.
1: My founding team had to start somewhere. Uh, so they were, it was started by Sam Morgan and John Holt. So they were, you know, successful technology entrepreneurs. And that's yep. really so, where they so started. So Sam
0: Morgan, Trade Me, John Holt. Sona 6. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is a, a, a reporting dashboard for companies or something? Yeah, is it was that, HR that
1: reviews that don't suck.
0: Yeah. Okay. So both, both very successful New Zealand business people with a software base.
1: Yep. And they wanted to pay it forward to the next generation of Kiwi companies sort of expanding offshore. Uh, so that's where we started. We focus on tech, software and digital, but I mean, New Zealand's pretty small and we sort of were New Zealand in San Francisco. That was my mission when I started mm-hmm. was to create that home and that base. And then, yeah, so we do get a lot of people, but we, we say that, you know, our sweet spot really is tech, software and digital. Um, I have had a lot of random companies over the years, like, dog food companies, and uh, this year seems to be like the year of New Zealand packaging. Packaging? Well,
0: packaging, I mean, packaging, you know, is big business. It's, um, getting a complete shake-up, certainly here in New Zealand, of course, where people are going, hmm, plastic, not so good. Although to link the plastic to the dog food, of course, you need those disposable <laughs> uh, bags if you're going to pick up after your dog. So there's a problem to be solved. If someone comes to you and said, I've got a business that's going to make um, you know, low-carbon dog poop bags and I want to expand into the US, that's a yes. That's a firm yes.
1: We would have a chat. You're nodding. You're we nodding, you're
0: nodding, that's a firm yes. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned uh, Sam Morgan and John Holt um, kicking the whole thing off. I'll, I'll be honest, um, I'm not I'm not thick, but uh, for the longest time, including having visited there and, and spoken to the people, I thought this was a government thing.
1: Yeah, definitely not the government, but we I thought have... it was the
0: Ministry of Startups or something.
1: <laughs> I wish we could be the Ministry of Startups. Do you? Yeah. Who
0: would be your minister?
1: Me? I no, don't know. No, that doesn't
0: work like that. Why not? Well, because you, you haven't been elected to Parliament. You, you have to be an MP True. to True, um, I'll minister. work on that
1: answer and figure it out. Uh, what was the question, sorry?
0: Well, government funding. Where, where, where does where does the government fall into all this? So
1: it was set You'd up... You think they
0: would be right behind it.
1: They are. So it was set up as a public-private partnership. Uh, so it's um, entrepreneur-led, and run, and then we also have a sort of public-private partnership. Uh, I think it was in the early days MSI before before my time, and then um, in later days it's been NZTE, so New Zealand Trade and Enterprise.
0: Right, so they are they are um, picking a winner in in, in this respect. Now we, we spoke before about how in the beginning it was a place, uh, you know, some some desks, uh, the, the occasional potted plant, and a foosball table, but now you've the, the whole place things. Um, more you as a tenant of a larger co-working space, but it's, it's more than just a physical place now, isn't it? It's more of a, a, a virtual network of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to remove the emphasis on physical location and actually just help companies get what they need when they need it. And, yeah, so we do that by supplying networks, information and access. Usually it's done by email or phone call. We still meet with about 20 companies a week uh, between me and my chairman. And we have a bunch of programs that we do. So we noticed that Kiwi companies uh, were struggling landing in market and there weren't as many landing. And so we decided to figure out why and start doing a lot more stuff in New Zealand to actually help companies. Sort of learn and launch and then land.
0: So, so take me take me through a tangible example. Um, I'm quite excited now about my idea of making a biodegradable um, dog poo bag, and I have a, a. It's working in in New Zealand. People are buying it because the supermarkets are no longer giving away plastic bags. This is a year in the future, um, and I've decided I want to take it to the US. Imagining for a moment, you're going to step outside your you know your your narrow tech focus. How are you going to help me? What, what what are the steps we're going to go through to making me rich?
1: So, I don't know about being rich, but... No, uh,
0: ri- rich.
1: Rich, okay. Rich. We'll, we'll run let's with it. Let's just
0: focus on the rich.
1: So, usually uh, it's by word of mouth or introductions, uh, or you just reach out. Um, we're pretty accessible. And we will set up a phone call. Well,
0: let's, let's imagine you had a website. What would the website be?
1: Kiwilandingpad.com.
0: Okay. So, I go to Kiwilandingpad.com. I imagine there's some sort of contact form or a phone number, and yes. I make contact.
1: And then we set up a meeting and then we decide on... So, we,
0: so, 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 so backing up again, I'm in Tamuka, let's say, or Auckland even. Where is my meeting? Because you're in San Francisco. Online. Oh. It will
1: usually be a phone call.
0: Okay. That sort of meeting. That yep. sort of
1: meeting. Yep. Uh, if we're in person, we're in person. So the meeting can be anywhere, even in the cloud. Uh, set up a meeting and then we will get to know your business so we can be more meaningfully helpful. I've told you everything
0: there is to know. It's genius. It's
1: great. Mm. Uh, and then we, we go from there um sometimes it'll be introductions sometimes we will help with the actual sort of um dynamics and in the internal makings of your business so what are you doing in sales marketing Okay so you so, so, so you
0: might do a bit of business consulting on my on my um, biodegradable dog poo bag
1: I wouldn't call like, it that genius but, idea. Uh, well, it sounds
0: it sounds like it <laughs> other people would you can't define your brand i think other people would call it business consulting who who's who's paying who at this point
1: We don't uh, so we're entirely free <gasps> Free yeah oh I, I, I wonder healed.
0: now if you're any good. Um, so, so it's entirely free. We yes. should have, So, you should have said this at the very beginning, because that's 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 a really interesting point of difference. So, I've got this business. I want to go to the states. I've got a bunch of question marks. I don't know who to meet. And there's this organisation, Kiwi Landing Pad, is going to do all that stuff, and it's not going to cost me a bean.
1: Yeah. So we've been not for profit. Since since the beginning, and yeah, so we set up. We will uh, figure out what you need, and then we'll make introductions, or we will um, induct you into some of our programs that we do. So we do a webinar every week, Mm -hmm. which focuses on sort of sales, marketing, product management, uh, the actual functions of your business, and then we might introduce you to some people that you need to know for next steps, and they can be sort of business fundamentals if you're looking at incorporating Mm -hmm. office space. Or the more dynamic stuff, maybe if we happen to know someone that could be a supplier or um, someone who might be a good advisor. Or Um, a
0: market tester.
1: Exactly. Like
0: like, Like a dog that does really big poops. Yeah. In my case. This my example
1: case. is really throwing me oh, off. Oh,
0: well, no, it's good. It's, it's <laughs> tangible, you see. It's really important to be tangible because we don't, yeah, you know, if we talk about software, it gets, it gets quite ethereal really fast. But We talk about my, my, my dog poo bag thing, which, you know, it is a problem the world needs solving. So let's talk about you a little bit in the, in the last um, minutes we have before the break. Uh, how did you get mixed up in all this?
1: Uh, I wanted to uh, basically be a digital nomad when I was about twenty. So I mm. uh, figured out how to work online, uh, traveled around the world working for some New Zealand technology companies, uh, doing remote jobs. So, Which ones? So ninety seconds and Pure SEO, and they're 90,
0: 90 seconds is so it's a, a video sort of um, outsourcing video production outsourcing company. Uh, pure SEO's mm, yeah, um, mm, a search engine optimization, optimization. company. Yep. yep.
1: So I did some remote working for them uh, in marketing and social media and then landed uh, in San Francisco, um, was doing some work for 90 seconds and the chairman of the Kiwi Landing Pad was also the chairman of uh, 90 seconds at the time. Uh They had a job opening. I applied with a video CV and uh, a three-year plan and I got the job.
0: And what, so how many years on did you say?
1: So I've been there for four years.
0: Four years. What what keeps you coming coming back and and uh, and doing it? Because I'm guessing uh, a company, even a well-funded company, a company that gives its stuff away for free probably doesn't pay incredible salaries. <laughs> so you must come back for some other reason. What what motivates you to do it?
1: I think growing the Kiwi Landing Pad community, when I started it was about 200 people and now it's 5,000. So it's been really rewarding. I get to work with amazing New Zealand people every single day. And not only that, is I get to work in some of the busiest, most intense and uh, dynamic, interesting markets uh, around the world. And so that sort of keeps me going.
0: Well, that, that's a question I was going to ask. We've, we've talked about um, San Francisco, but, but why not, you know, um, Jakarta? Why not uh, Nairobi?
1: I've actually been to both of those places. There you go. Uh, so uh,
0: <laughs> is there a Kiwi landing pad presence in those places?
1: It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, one of the things we're launching at the moment is something called KLP Mobile. Mm-hmm. So probably not Jakarta or um, Nairobi right now, but um, we want to help Kiwi companies land not just in San Francisco but other markets in North America. And so we've got a pilot running in Portland right now, and it's why would you go there, how do you connect... Um, and how do you hire? How do you do all of the things that you would do in San Francisco? And I know
0: I know why you'd go there. It's because you're in Wellington going, this place is not hipster enough. <laughs> where else can I go? Where else can I go that where they have ukulele-flavored coffee? Hey, um, have you ever been tempted, because you see a lot of businesses and hear a, a lot of amazing business ideas and, and, you know, biodegradable dog refuse bags, just saying. Um, uh, have you ever been tempted to start something yourself?
1: I have. I'm actually working on something at the moment, uh, which I'm quite excited about. I'm Not going to reveal anything right now, but. Um,
0: oh, but see, that's that's <laughs> the, that's not the American way. You should be talking up. You know, have, you should have your pitch. You know, miles before the thing really exists.
1: I have the pitch. I'm working on the details.
0: Look at that. Hey, um, Sean Simpson from Kiwi Landing Pad. That uh, website again.
1: Kiwilandingpad.com
0: Easy peasy. And and I did not know it was free. Yes, not-for-profit. So, not-for-profit, but free to use. Join the community. Join the community. Thanks so much for joining me tonight on Sunday Social. Thanks so much. Hey, after the break, Kate Owen is just busting to come through that door and share her knowledge on uh, the latest from ticketing site Viagogo, uh, an app an app for donating blood and all sorts of other digital goodness. Back soon. It's Sunday Social, an hour dedicated to social media with Vaughn Davis. Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social, and you know you can listen back to that whole entire interview with Sean Simpson from Kiwi Landing Pad at radiolive.co.nz under Shows and Sunday Social, and of course, every interview we do ends up on iTunes, so if you're an iTunes fan, you can go and find the podcast. Hey, a very special welcome back to Kate Owen. How are you, Kate? Good. How are you? I'm so well. I'm so well. It energizes me. This show. You, you know, you, you might be busy in the weekend, and it gets to seven o'clock on a Sunday night, and you go, "Rah, I'm here."
2: Yeah. Well, we're here.
0: We are here. There's a
2: party happening outside in the newsroom.
0: There's a real party. The the, the whole news hub is humming for some reason. It's like um, no one's got a home to go to. Everyone's just hanging out, having fun.
2: It's awesome.
0: Swapping I, I like yarns. Like yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I've got to say this. Uh, this is exciting news. I've never given anything away on the show. Maybe I have. I don't know a few personal insights, but never a phone. A phone, never a phone. Um, this is this is this is a good one. So, just by tweeting me, and you know what, I'm going to expand this by tweeting me at Vaughan Davis or texting three nine two zero keyword live. Now the switchboard's going to melt. Three nine two zero keyword live. Tell me why you would like a free. No strings attached. Well, it's a mobile phone, isn't it? Um, Huawei Nova Three I, and this almost makes me regret the P Twenty that I've got, which is the uh, the top end thing. the The Nova Three I is like it's like the fancy pants phone when you can only afford ordinary trousers. Hmm. Does that make sense? Is it is it a stretch of a metaphor?
2: Uh, a little bit, yeah. But look, Huawei have always done excellent mid price phones, and the high end phones are great too. But um, you know, the ones that are around. Um, you know, that, that middle level, they're awesome. They're good value for money.
0: 500 bucks or free if you text 3920 keyword live and say where well, you would like a phone or uh, tweet me at Vaughan Davis. Lots of, I mean, you're not going to quibble. It's free, for goodness sake. But the two things that jump out to me is it's got four cameras. Who needs four cameras? Anyone who's into selfies. So two cameras facing your mush and two cameras facing the world. And, this is so awesome, uh, you can choose Te Reo Māori as an operating language. So rather than, you know, say call or you know um, end call you can use the terio versions of those
2: they were the first um the first operating system in the world to put terio in as a functional language
0: it's kind of neat it's kind of neat so get amongst it get amongst it or you are you are choosing well if you're choosing to be uh listening to the show live rather than waiting for the podcast because uh tweet me at vaughan davis or text 3920 keyword live and you're in the draw to win that huawei nova 3i now I am fascinated, Kate, by the first story you have brought to the room. I have a colleague who had a terrible experience about oh, a month ago. Was it an All-Backs test? There was some sort of rugby game. Anyway, he couldn't get tickets. So he went to a, uh, an off-market website called uh, ViaGoGo, mm. and he got some tickets there. He was very excited. They were a little bit expensive, above face value. But he got the tickets because it was a special night out for him and his partner. They went to Eden Park, went to scan the printed out tickets, and the oh guy went
2: oh God. Went, yep.
0: Nuh-uh, nah-uh. These <sighs> aren't proper tickets, are they? He said P-p-p-p-p-p-p. And the guy said Via Gogo.
2: Via Gogo.
0: And he he kind of went, mm. hmm. And he got sent to join the queue of other people who'd bought Via Gogo tickets. Probably to buy, exactly the same tickets. Yeah, yeah, exactly tickets. the same seat. Uh, to buy some real tickets. So he not only paid over the odds for the tickets on Via Gogo, he had to pay again on the night to pretty much to buy the ticket that, for the seat that he was going to sit in in the first place. Um, he's not the only one, is he?
2: No. This is um, the most complained about company in New Zealand. Outrageous. Uh, commerce commission so they've decided to take action so via gogo um, for the uninitiated is a ticket reselling site that does everything it can to look official so it buys out all of the search ads so if you type it into google celine dion tickets via gogo is going to be the one that comes up it looks official it says things like um limited seats we're running out all this kind of stuff to to coerce you into purchasing mm-hmm. and lots of people do um and uh you know, it's it's so frequent throughout the world that there's hashtags like via no-no. Um,
0: oh, really? Yeah. But when you're desperate, you're desperate. Yep. And, and especially in situations like this, you know, where you promise someone, oh...
2: 14-year-old <laughs> niece is yeah. going to Katy Perry. No, yeah. she's
0: not. I'm going to take you to Celine <laughs> Dion. Yeah. And, and then you go, you know, they seem to be sold out and you'll do anything, won't you?
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of um, a lot of issues that the Commerce Commission has with via go-go that they've brought against them. Um including uh, things around pretending to be an official reseller or an official seller when they're not, um, that their complaints process means you have to go to Switzerland if you want to take something up with them. It's a Swiss company, and I say Swiss with these quotation marks. Oh,
0: right, like, like it's, it's right, Switzerland or the Bahamas or... Yeah. yeah. Okay
2: and okay. uh, And so it's really hard if you've been duped to get your money back, and it's it's a widely known problem, and it's, as I say, uh, the most complained about company in New Zealand, so the Commerce Commission have decided to take action against them.
0: And not only have they taken action against them, and and this is this is fairly out there. While this action is still pending, they've gone hard on the Commerce Commission website. Mm and I'm sure they've chosen their words really carefully. They said, we advise consumers to seriously consider whether buying tickets from ticket reselling website Viagogo is worth the risk, and then they list a, a, a raft of, of um, complaints that they've received.
2: Mm. Look, it, you know, there are some good stories that come out of Viagogo. Some people do get the tickets that they thought they were purchasing, but it, it's a flip of the coin. You know, if you've got money to burn and you really need those... Uh, Lady Gaga tickets? Then okay, Lady cool. Lady Gaga's coming? No, she's not. I just oh. made that up.
0: You had me. You have <sighs> your, you have Sorry. Me, you had me all paparazzi excited for just uh, for just a moment.
2: Mm. So. But you know if If it's your last 300 I would not recommend putting it on via goGo.
0: I'd, I'd, I'd go and um, find a mate who lives over the fence from Western Springs and have a barbecue in the backyard and listen to the listen to the music or actually just just if it's a well there are no concerts at Mount Eden are there that didn't work out I was going to say if you know a mate at Mount Eden just go and sit in there uh, sitting there in their backyard.
2: But... Well, that be an opportunity for the rugby
0: It would be yeah. it would be but listening to the rugby from you know, all you hear is. <sighs> And you wonder who yes. scored?
2: good point. But you can have the telly on, and kind of get that surround sound thing happening.
0: Well, that is quite cool. I've had that. I've had that before. We're sort of digressing, but I've had that before. We, we, you know, with if, if I've had the back doors open from Ponsonby, you you'll see you'll see the score on TV. You know, the 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 try or the conversion, and mm. then uh, like uh, half a second later, you will hear the cheering as, yeah. as it uh, arrives at the speed of sound mm. from uh, from Eden Park. Very cool. Um, then you, you're just full of good stories tonight, and. The next one, in a, in a sort of a dotted line way, relates to the fact that I'm giving away that Huawei phone.
2: Are you an influencer?
0: Well, everyone's an influencer. So an influencer is uh, its a marketing term. So it's a person whom a, uh, a brand or a company believes can spread the word in an authentic way, thereby you know, making it more likely that people will buy their products and services. And I, I make no you know, bones of the fact that I've got a, a free Huawei phone of my own. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they gave it to me is because occasionally I'll, I'll, I'll chat to people that say, hey, it's a good phone. Mm. And that's influencer marketing. And mm-hmm. that's really low level. you know. But um, the word on the street is that uh, influencer marketing as a thing, capital T, trademark, um, might be on the ropes.
2: Yeah, there's been an interesting piece of research conducted by um, Zazzle Media of 10,000 British marketers, so not a small number there, and uh, basically no one plans to do influencer marketing in this coming year, so you know your poor influencers, uh, Matilda if you're listening, sorry guys, it looks like uh, potentially you're on the way out.
0: But well, it, it, oh, why, why, has the, why has the tide turned against them in this way, do you think? Because, you know, this isn't a million miles away from your, your day job, really. So no. well, why, why has the tide turns, turned against them?
2: I think, um, you know, people, marketers, look at follower numbers and they go, oh, um, Bethany Smith over there has 100,000 followers. I'm going to buy a status update off Bethany Smith. Uh, and there might be a car company. And that car company has nothing to do with Bethany Smith. Perhaps she's even a bus user, and um, and but they just want her reach, and so they get really, really poor return on investment because, you know, the audience doesn't relate to that content at all, or it's not genuine, or maybe that influencer just keeps posting about sponsored stuff about and not, what, what not whatever, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So they've made really poor choices in terms of brand alignment and and you know making it an actual fit. Now you. You know, message about Huawei because you genuinely like the product and you've been given this opportunity. So the reason why it works for you, probably, I'm assuming, is because it's a very genuine, genuine well, arrangement. It's, it's
0: a good fit because you know I'm, I'm the tech guy. Well, I'm one of the tech guys, mm. and you know this this was the phone that dragged me from iPhone to Android, mm. and and it was an eye opener. You know the fact the fact that the operating systems now are so comparable that mm. it just comes down to a hardware choice. So yeah, I, I, I would never, you know, I, I'd. I get sent a lot of stuff. A lot of people get sent a lot of stuff, and uh, if if it doesn't light my candle, I just just keep sdom. Don't say a damn word about it. You know, it's it's not worth, you know, telling fibs about. Mm.
2: Hundred uh, percent, and that's what I tell all the influencers that I work with. It's you know, if it isn't genuine, if you're not into it, don't accept the don't accept it.
0: And. Your, your point about, you know, the, the Bethany Smith... Was it a made-up name? I can't that remember. It was
2: completely made-up. Oh, gosh, there's probably a Bethany Smith out there who's going to sue me, but, but that's
0: There's right. bound to be. Uh, but, but the idea that just, you know, straight Instagram follower numbers or Twitter follower numbers, you know, as proud of them as we, as we are, they're a little bit hollow. And, and I don't know where this quote came from, but apparently it's a saying, and I absolutely love it. Mm. It's a lesson for all marketers. And it's a, it's a lesson for young people aspiring to be uh, Instagram famous. Being famous on Instagram is like being rich in Monopoly.
2: Hmm.
0: I think that's an absolutely wonderful thought. Being famous on Instagram is like being rich in Monopoly. And on that note, I think we should go to a break, but first I want to remind you, if you want to uh, be in the drawer, and it's a modest-sized drawer now. It's a cutlery drawer. I'd like it to be like a big pantry drawer. Um, If you'd like to go in the draw to win that uh, Huawei phone, text 3920, keyword live, say why you'd like it, or, gosh, I'll give you two entries if you tweet me at Vaughan Davis. Back soon.
2: It's Sunday Social. Everything you need to know about social media with Vaughan Davis.
0: Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social with you for another 11 minutes before the weekend variety while the Sunday edition kicks off. Graham Hill waiting in the wings. Hey, keep those entries coming. Keep those entries coming to win the Huawei Nova 3i. The text machine, 3920, keyword live, and why you'd like to win is going bananas. The Twitter machine, not quite so bananas, which is breaking my heart just a little bit. Ooh, there you go. Monkey Two Sheds Paul has just uh, has just entered. Good on you, Monkey Two Sheds Paul. You get two entries in the draw. Uh, but uh, we're going to draw that before the end of the show. It's a $500 phone, and uh, it's pretty much the bee's knees. It's the bee's knees of mobile phones. Apps. There's a bazillion out there. And, Kate, I was I was talking to a, a group in Dunedin the other day. I reckon apps are going to die. What? Controversial. Yeah, controversial. Well, there's a million and a half of them on each app store. Oh, God. Most of them are rubbish. What's the most rubbish app you've ever, in your whole entire life, you must have seen a few rubbish apps?
2: It's mostly when they're broken, you know? And you right. download it thinking you're going to get one experience. I can't think of any off the top of my head.
0: But but it's fair. the expectation. They set the expectation. Yeah, this and is and you be download the it and it's app going, ever. quickly,
2: just put your credit card in first.
0: Oh, no. I hate that. Oh.
2: Yeah, don't, don't make me do it. The
0: free the free trial, which um, unless you cancel the free trial within fifteen seconds of downloading, turns into a lifetime of subscription. Pain. This is why
2: I'm very selective with what I download. I was reading something and it said the average person downloads like fifty apps and only uses four of them.
0: That's believable. Yeah, that's entirely so believable. So I download
2: them in the first place, I'm,
0: eh? I'm i a bit weird. I'm a, I just download them, you know, willy nilly, mainly for the show. the the the, the two crappiest apps in the world, in 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 my opinion. Uh, one's very fancy and one's very drab. The fancy one is the Hector's Dolphin app. I think it's paid for by taxpayers. There's an entire app just in case you see a Hector's Dolphin. You press the button and say, saw one. That's awesome. <laughs> no, It's not. It's not, though.
2: Well, I mean, I guess when you're going to see a Hector's Dolphin, oh, how would you know it's a Hector's Dolphin? Oh, no, the oh. app
0: tells you that. Oh, does it? It's got some handy, handy spotting features. You don't want to get it mixed up with a Maui Dolphin.
2: Uh, well, okay, maybe I'm a little bit more geeky than you because I like that kind of thing.
0: Oh no, and yeah, they're, they're quite the two, the two dolphins are quite different. They they taste they taste different. They taste different. That's Vaughan. the main thing. Vaughan. The uh, but the but the other the other bad app the other bad app got me really excited, and I and I had too much faith in the technology. So I um I downloaded the app and thought this is going to be amazing. It was called a ruler app. I thought, wow, it's going to use laser beams or something or or stereoscopic. Camera photography, or motion sensoring, or GPS, or something to measure things. But it's just a picture of a ruler.
2: <laughs> it was just, a, it was
0: just, it was just a life-size picture of a ruler, <laughs> which you ridiculous. you display, you display on your screen, and go and hold up against things to measure it.
2: So it doesn't. It's not interactive. It's no, it's just,
0: just, a, picture just a, a picture of a ruler. <laughs> it's actually genius. Oh my it, gosh! It is actually genius, isn't it?
2: And is it ad supported? So it'll ad Oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes. There's must ads. Be make, no, I bet
2: they're making mint. I bet they're ba- making a lot of money. I bet that.
0: they're making a bazillion. Yeah. But interestingly, since then, um, the truth has caught up with my expectation. And both Apple and Android have brought out apps that do what I thought they might. So look at a scene through the camera and as you move the camera around, build a three-dimensional picture of things and say, you know what, that couch is 2.2 metres long, you know, with, with relative accuracy. Um, you've got an app, though. You've got an app which actually will save lives.
2: It's an oldie but a goodie, and it never does me wrong. It's the New Zealand Blood app. It's the blood service. So what? This what is happens- like a Wellington
0: paranormal program.
2: <laughs> Tells you where the <laughs> blood bank is. Where's the blood? Um yeah, so what it does is you put in your details and you can book um to donate through the app. You walk in, you show them the app, it scans you in. Um it lets you know kind of you know, when you're next available to do a blood donation and things like that. But most importantly, or most fun for me is it lets you know when your blood gets used. So, you know,
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: It's awesome. And it just gives you heart feels and you're just like, you know, that's really cool because you feel connected that today or yesterday, or whenever it was, my, my blood got used and it, potentially save up to three people's lives. So
0: you'll be sitting there on the couch, your phone will go, zzzz,
2: Yep, ping your notification. And, and it'll say,
0: hey, Kate, we just used your blood. Does it give you any more detail than that? Like which no, hospital? No, and I guess or, it can't
2: for privacy reasons. Well, you could say which
0: hospital or something. Uh,
2: maybe. maybe. But no, it just it just basically says, just let you know your blood was, was used. And, uh, and it's just, it's nice. It closes that, that loop. Sometimes you donate and you're not sure, kind of, you know, is this just getting stored away somewhere so some vampire can...
0: Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, but a little bit of detail, you know. Hey, Kate, your blood was used um, in the special effects department of a Peter Jackson movie or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably be less likely to donate prob- if that
0: prob- was the prob- case. Prob- be, I don't know. Some people can be more likely because you know, get a credit. Hmm. No, I just
2: think, you, you, you're you know, into, it's yeah, just you, nice. I'm it's down all with the place, saving lives. It's good, yeah. But
0: I, I, this was a pretty slick app. I had a bit of a look at it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the many barriers to donating blood is... Oh, gosh, I, you know, the, the blood bus was, was coming around. I thought it was next week, but it was a week after, and I wasn't there. But this shows you a map of all of New Zealand, and you just go, okay, I want the schedule for this location. Mm-hmm. And, and the nearest one I clicked on was Spark Head Office, so I presume it's a, a public opportunity to, to donate blood there. And it just gives this calendar of when they're coming over the next, you know, six months. They're mm-hmm. very, very organized. And you go, click, I'll book that space, and click, it goes into my calendar, so I'm reminded
2: Mm, it's an awesome little app, and you know we've got to prioritize these things. So I recommend everyone download it. If you can donate blood, donate it. Even Support even it.
0: better than the ruler app.
2: Uh, a little bit better. I don't know. That's pretty. It's pretty good value for a laugh.
0: It is pretty good value for a laugh because it costs nothing. Does the does the blood donation app come with um, a, a picture of a, a chocolate biscuit?
2: Well, I think you probably just need to sort that out yourself. You're but probably... I tell you what, yep. if you go, they'll give you one for free. That you is just, awesome. And you can take your own picture of that it. That is
0: worth the trip. Go New Zealand blood donation people. Um this next story is also a very Kiwi one and this came out of Trade Me and Trade Trade Me doesn't make the tech news as often as it should because we we forget a few things. We forget that it was, you know, one of New Zealand's early tech success stories and not only that a profitable one that's a, a rare thing in this market, mm-hmm. right? You so often you, you, you get companies celebrated for, for size or growth or revenue or whatever. They haven't made a dollar in their lives. Trade Me has. Um, Trade Me is also one of our biggest social networks for a lot of people. So through the, the bulletin board mm-hmm. thing, it's, it's enormous. You know that, I know that. A lot of people don't know that. It's
2: like 700,000 New Zealanders, yeah, isn't
0: it? it's up using there. It, yeah. It's way bigger than Twitter. We talk a lot about Twitter, but we don't talk about uh, Trade Me. But uh, the thing that uh, caught my eye this week is they've, they've gone, you know what? The language people use on Trade Me is different to the language that our standard spell checker, and not just our English spell checker, but our New Zealand spell checker, um, recognises. So as a project, they created their own, which I think was really cool. They took 30 million searches, which is probably about an hour's worth. Um, yeah, you know, Monday morning tea. <laughs> you probably get a, a 30 million searches. And 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 they just went through and went, you know, this is this is what people are looking for. This is the words that go with other words, and and this is this is this is how they spell them. So it, it makes sense of our our bad two thumb typing. Mm.
2: The fact that it's got context awareness, I think, is quite cool.
0: Yeah. So so the the example they gave was, um, you know, the word "fot," which is not a word. Mm.
2: Um, not to you, it's not.
0: Not to, but to the spell check, it is, because if you write "Honda fot." It goes, oh wait a minute, there's a car called a Honda Fit that people are searching for all the time, so it autocorrects to Honda Fit, which I think is really neat. Yeah. Oh, it's really clever. Go trade me. Oh, we should get Trade Me on the show. I haven't spoken to them for ages. I might you make should. A special. No,
2: that'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know what they're what they're working on in the deep bowels of uh, Trade Me HQ.
0: Yeah, yeah, because and and there's interesting stuff that goes on around the whole trust and safety side, mm. and that that fine line between looking after the community and engaging with um, law enforcement agencies as well, because mm. they get a lot of requests for information from them, and and sort of balancing that is a, a big challenge for trading. Hey, the last the last thing I want to talk about, and we've got just enough time, but I do want to I do want to announce the winner of that Huawei phone, um, is I'm just uh, yep. I'm just checking that we've got the that we've got the winner of the phone. So I'm sorry if you haven't if you haven't uh, entered already. If you hadn't entered already, it's uh, it's 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 too late. I'm afraid. In fact, let's go straight to this. So we have had we've had bazillions of people enter on the text, and you can always text me three nine two zero keyword live. I love it. Um, dozens of people enter on the Twitter at Vaughn Davis. But the winner of the uh, Huawei Nova Three iPhone, which is a, a pretty neatly Featured phone for about five hundred says, and this is this is his uh, his tale of woe. So everyone who's not a him is all going, oh no, I didn't win. That was a spoiler. Um, I have an old button phone. Those are collectible now, Kate. Hey sure. And flip phones, love them. Flip phones and button phones. I have an old button phone, says uh, this person. My 11-year-old daughter wants me to get tech savvy. Well, you're listening to the show. That's step one in getting tech savvy is listening to the show. My 11-year-old daughter wants me to get tech savvy. Would love a new phone too, and he's used the, the the number two, so he's down with the kids uh, to show her I can do it. Says, drum roll, Jason Goodale of somewhere. I haven't asked you where you're from, Jason. So congratulations, Jason. You've won the Huawei phone. We're going to get in touch with you via return text to get some details off you, and we'll get the uh, the phone on the courier tomorrow hey thank you so much sean simpson from the kiwi landing pad for our chat kate owen a pleasure as always thank you Saskia in the booth you're just rocking it next up mr Graydon hill and the weekend variety wireless i'm vaughn davis nighty night